I'm Jesse Parker. And I'm Tommy Niblack. Jesse and I are super excited to share with you episode 25 of The, the Faith, Faith Chair. Where we ask questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. And on today's episode, Jesse and I are joined by our good friends, Charlie and Alicia Alfred. And we're going to tackle the topic of church planting during quarantine. Hope you're ready. Let's get into it. All right. So we are back um, with another installment of The Faith Chair. It's your boys, Tommy Niblack and Jesse Parker. And I have to say, Jesse, the beard is coming in nice. I know it's been a minute. <laughs> it's I been a minute since a cut. My wife was like, am I going to trim? I was like, no, because then everyone will be able to see how far this has grown now. <laughs> so I got I to leave them equal. Right, right. Like you get a cut. So <laughs> you start to look like you're from Seattle. So that's good. There you go. <laughs> Today, we're joined uh, by some good friends of ours, the Alfred family, Charlie and Alicia. Yeah, Alfred, yeah. what's up, y'all? What's hey. happening? Yeah, so good to be on here, man. How so you guys doing? Good, good. It's good to have y'all. Um, I think we tried to have Charlie uh, back in the summer, right, Jesse? We, we were talking about to... having Charlie. Yeah, did, did, did we have Charlie? I can't remember. I know we had talked about it, but maybe the schedule didn't work out. But yeah, we, we definitely didn't want his wife on here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> what around town is she crazy? So just a little bit. Yo, but seriously though, we're 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 excited to have you guys on here. Um, and um, why don't y'all just quickly, you know, introduce yourselves and. Um, and all that good stuff. I didn't realize both of y'all wore glasses. What is going on? Yeah. So these are blue light glasses. Okay. <laughs> my, my Those are real. Are uh -oh. <laughs> Got you. I do have blue light like, glasses. I, I can don't see wear them, he's blind. So. <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm just a pretender. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my wife has been trying to get me to wear fake glasses for years. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to do it. If you wear blue light ones, you could just be like, these are blue light. It's for yeah. the blue light. I don't want it to ruin my eyes. That's what I say. But really, yeah. I just want to wear glasses. <laughs> <laughs> <Dragon> shame. <laughs> so tell us who you guys are. We are the Alfords, um, Charlie and Alicia. Um, parents to five crazy kids. Yeah, they were all. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. We did ministry for many years. Okay. We're youth pastors for, is that five, four, four, five? Four, four, years? four years, yeah. It felt like five. Yes, and we just recently, not, well, not recently, but we stepped down a little bit ago. Um, yeah. And been trying to figure this whole work thing out and life out and apart from every day being at the church and, and yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. Been an it's kind of day. funny because we call it regular jobs now yeah, <laughs> like, we regular we're jobs. like oh we have to work yeah. regular jobs like yeah. the, the <laughs> because ministry is not a regular job yeah. right <laughs> your job doesn't stop at five o'clock mine does and so right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right right <laughs> I, I heard a joke i heard a joke once um uh, I think it was Tripp and Tyler. They were talking about how it, it was one of their skits, and the girl was like, "Yeah, I, I married a um, uh, I married a youth pastor because I didn't want health insurance." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it was, wow. it's it's crazy, but yeah, ministry 
And I think you're allowed to round up uh, in ministry when you say how long you've been. Uh, Is that the case? Yeah, pretty much. However long it feels, that's how many years you can say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like how pastors round up their congregation sizes. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you count the pregnant moms. (laughs) (laughs) Like anytime a pastor, anytime a pastor or youth pastor gets asked that question, they're like, "What was the largest event I ever hosted?" Right, 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 right. Like, oh yeah, we have a youth ministry of five hundred. It's like you have three kids showing up on a weekly basis. Pretty sure there's only three. I, I watched a horrible movie, um, and I don't recommend any of our listeners unless they are married, um, and they have a room that can that the doors actually lock, so the kids don't come in. Watch it with your spouse. It's called House, the the House. Uh, it's with Will Farrell and um, another Saturday Night Live character, and they pretty much open a casino in their neighbor's house. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Will can't, in the, in the movie, his character can't, uh, do math. Like do math at all. (laughs) Not a a good problem when you're opening the casino. Right. So he comes in the house and he looks around and he goes, Oh my God, there's gotta be at least 800 people here. This is amazing. (laughs) And his friend walks up and says, no, there's literally only 35 people here. (laughs) It was like pastors. Yep. Yeah, that's about right. That's pastors, man. We never claimed right. to be good at right. math ever. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. but, and uh, if you phone at a certain angle when taking pictures, there it is. It'll look it's like you impressive. doubled what you actually have. That Batman angle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when Jesse um, Jesse told me he wanted you guys to be on the topic that he had, I was like, yes. Let's do that. So Jesse, yeah, so obviously like obviously lots of conversations right now about the pandemic and, and how that's affected church life and ministry and all kinds of different things. And in the course of a lot of conversations with pastors and people in ministry that I know, um, and, and some of the topics we've been having on on here on the faith chair, I, I just realized I realized that um not that anything that we were discussing was wrong because I believe it was all biblical but I under I realized that we we're coming from kind of a privileged position because like you know Tommy and I are you know you know safe in paid church positions with churches that are handling right the struggles right now uh well financially sure. and things like that so we're coming from a place with a little bit more security and I was thinking I was like man it'd be great to have trying to leave Sean because like you guys you guys parents of five kids so you're dealing with that side of the pandemic and school being canceled you just stepped out of ministry like ministry jobs and right and, you know to pursue this dream of planting a church and yeah. then the pandemic hits and, and of course i know you guys weren't trying to plant the church immediately you were taking your time but like you know you guys are just you guys are walking with so much but you're still coming from the perspective of a pastor so i was like man it'd be right. really cool to have you guys just kind of talk about what that journey has been like yeah. um maybe just from the point of like making the decision to step out of, you know, what was a, a, a comfortable, safe place yeah. um, and, and stepping into what God called you to. And then all the curveballs that have come since then. And, yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, let's just, let's talk about that and how we deal with that stuff, because that's the stuff that non pastors right. and some pastors are dealing with right now. Yeah. And, oh, and so I, I want to speak to that. How, how real do you want us to be? <laughs> it's a fake chair. Think, think you're in a barbershop. So there you go. 
All right. <laughs> yeah. No well, filter. It's hundred percent real. All right. All right. Yeah. No, that that whole stepping down that was hard. That was really hard. Um, not just because it was comfortable, but because we love that was I was family. Um, I met Charlie there in the youth group. We had all of our kids there. They were all dedicated there, and so that was that was family. That was the only family we knew. Um, that was literally the only church Charlie knew. <laughs> so other than it just being really comfortable, that was, that was hard. <laughs> I think it was, it wasn't a decision we made. Over night. It was some, some, and we kind of took it as slow as possible. Like, okay, God, like, are you positive? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, Lord, now I need, I need to do on the outside of the season <laughs> I need a sign, God. Yeah, Give me yeah. a sign. Right. random stranger to walk up to me and tell me that, that I'm called to do this. But then even yeah. if they do, I need another yeah. sign, God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so I think that was that was it was it was hard. Um, and of course we we finally made that that leap. Um, we finally did it. And um, I'll kind of let Charlie talk about his whole job search. That was not fun. No, that was that was <laughs> crazy. Um, I mean, even back um, sitting down with Pastor Jack and Joyce and talking with them and and getting their blessing um, over it, and it was that in itself was a miracle. Um, just being able to be sent out like that um, with such uh, gentleness, where mm-hmm. it was just like they were for us and and encouraged us, which was that, that for me was like, that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so being excited, jumping out, like we, it was almost like we were excited until we jumped, right? You're excited until we weren't. It's not like a lot of pastors, they like, you know, sometimes step out in faith to move from ministry to ministry. You guys right, didn't right. have anything lined up. You didn't know where you were going to land. You right. just knew that God said, go. Right, right. It was like, this is fun. And then yeah. you jump and you're like, oh, yeah. it's my death. Right. <laughs> yes. This is high. This is pretty high. This is higher than we thought it was. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but after Pastor Doc, you know, we sat down with him and he gave me the go ahead to start looking for another job while I was still employed and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm like putting in resumes everywhere, not getting anything. Yeah. <laughs> not like we go points where I was like, I think I just wasted the last four years of my life at this church because right. I can't get a job. And we were, we were for sure like, Oh man, he's going to get a job right away. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And so when nobody called back yeah. and I think we had like two weeks left at yep. the church cause there was a date yep. and the new pastor already started two and weeks, no we were the ones who gave yep. the date too. So. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Yeah, you're real bold when you and God speaks <laughs> to you, and you got oh yeah, no, yep, uh, yep. So, yeah, two weeks, nothing, and I'm like, God, you, I hope this is right, cause, uh, <laughs> and so, um, ended up working for my father-in-law and doing construction, which I'm not, that's not me. I don't do construction. I don't build things. Um, things tend to fall apart when I try and build them. Um, uh-huh. So, the fossil oh, yeah, list of all the buildings that, Char- that Charlie has worked on so far is go visit I was hired at the church originally. My first job at the church was a maintenance manager. That, I don't, was, that was God. Yeah, because I don't, I don't fix anything. I've never done maintenance in my life. 
that's never been a job I've done. And so the fact that I even had that position. That's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing something I've never done. I'm uncomfortable. Um, not only that, but I'm, I'm the only brother there. Nobody else mm-hmm. there speaks English. good English. <laughs> They're all speaking Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Um, and so it's, I'm, I'm really out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and we were both working for my stepdad at the yeah, time. Yeah. And he was paying us good. It was good money. Yeah. It was good so money. we were like, look at God. Right, yeah. <laughs> we're like, God's amazing. Like, he caught us. Yeah. We're, we're on this. Money's flowing yeah. in. Right, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then. And then. What was amazing was, even though I hated that job with everything in me, mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed working with the people. Um, yeah. I think there was there was a place that oftentimes I think the church overlooks, um, where people have real needs, yeah. where they might not go into a church building and let you know. I have people struggling to pay pay their bills right. who, who were talking to me about issues they're having at home. Um, and I realized that, you know, I've been working at a church and not really looking at the needs that people really have in the day-to-day mm-hmm. life they live mm-hmm. in. Um, and so I realized like even going back out into the work world, like I, I enjoy being around people who haven't been to church, haven't been, like they just, you, you see the real authentic, yeah. um, they're not trying to sugarcoat nothing. They're not trying to hide nothing. You just, mm-hmm. you get the real. Yeah, until they find out you're a pastor and then. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah, like it's weird, right? Yeah, last week. So last week we discussed kind of uh, First Corinthians chapter five. Yeah. And uh, and you know the process of kicking people out of church. Uh In the in the middle of chapter, he talks about I wrote you before uh, to tell you not to associate with people who engage in these types of sin. Yeah. I didn't mean unbelievers, because if and it was just this conversation came out of like yeah. How many of us as Christians and pastors almost our entire life is walking in circles with other believers? Right. How can we be a witness? Who are we being a witness to? Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I so think true. we were more concerned about what game are we going to play on Wednesday night? What, right. <laughs> what's the worship set like? Like, it was never, what are the real issues? Like, what, what are they actually yeah. dealing with? How can I meet them where they are? Yeah. It was more, how can I build this ministry so it looks better on camera. <laughs> so what I have a so what is what is changing in your perspective now? Um, you, you guys are are still in the plans. You have plans to to plant, um, but what is changing in your perspective? We've had this this conversation since um, the quarantine started, um, Jesse and I, about like the things that we're going to take into after quarantine that we decided to leave behind in quarantine you you know what i'm saying especially as it pertains to church like what is what are you finding that's that's least important the things that we might have put an importance on that we shouldn't have and things that we should have put an importance on that we that that we didn't like are there some things you're like yes this is clear to me now yeah um our family shepherding your family um well you know we I don't think it can get like any more in your face right now, the importance of leading your family. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, 
you're stuck in the house all day with your family. If we don't understand, I'm not talking about people who don't believe in God yeah. because they're going to act in, they act in accordance with what they believe. Mm-hmm. And so if they don't believe in God, I have no expectation of them leading their family <laughs> um, in the faith. Right. I, I have a mandate on my life to lead my family. Mm-hmm. I am shepherd of my home. And beyond the excitement and the lights and the, the microphone of the church, the church is great. I love the church. I believe in the church. But I never want to lead on a platform at a church when my family is dying at home. Yeah. yeah. I don't want my kids spiritually be dying yeah. and, and waking up and going and sharing my faith on a Sunday. I, I got to make sure my family's right. I got to make sure my family's good. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the biggest thing I learned um, just from this season is the importance of getting into your family's business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Into what get into their heart, get into their mind. What are they doing? What are they feeling? What are they thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, especially with five kids, it's easy to lose sight of that. It's easy not to pay attention. Especially yeah. when you have mm-hmm. certain ones that are quiet. Yeah. They kind of yeah. just the background because. Yeah. 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 I was just having this conversation with some friends of ours um, who are in ministry in a different way. Yeah. Um, he works in the in the football coaching world right now. Okay. Um, but him and his wife are recognizing that that's a ministry in and of itself. And yeah. um, we were actually talking about the the last dance documentary and the last episode about focusing on um, Dennis Rodman. And, mm. and I guess they had a special digging more into his past. And just it reminded me there our old pastors told us one time, and this wasn't they weren't uh, pro- they weren't proponents of this approach. They were admitting that this was part of their weakness as leaders. They were saying, "We never ask you guys how you're doing because we don't worry about you because you guys are not the ones having constant drama and difficulties and coming to us all wow. the time." Yeah. It's like, but that doesn't mean that those right. yep. the ones don't need love and attention and affirmation. But right. in the chaos that can be everyone else. In ministry, this is true for pastors, this is true for parents. Sometimes the quiet one can be struggling just as much, but That's we don't right. pay attention. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but but like you said, Charlie, like when it's in your face 24-7, when like when you're home with them all the time, uh, you have to, you have to pay attention. Yeah. And that that's one of the big things we got hit with when we left. Um we made the smart decision of joining a construction business right before winter months. <laughs> which anyone who works construction, that's not a time to hop on. Yeah. Um, so work got really slow um, to the point where Charlie doesn't have work for two weeks. Yeah. Um, when he does go to work, they're sending him home by, by lunchtime. Um, and so paychecks are, they are, we're trying to stretch them. Yeah. I was like, okay, Lord, I thought we jumped and then you catch us and then it's rainbows and bunnies. Like where's the rainbows and the bunnies? You better come on here. You better come right. on in here. And we have, we have been in this place financially before when we mm-hmm. first got married really young, we know what it's like to go through that whole struggle mm-hmm. and to have to revisit it again. Yeah. That was not fun. <laughs> I yeah. thought we would never. With five kids fun. this time. With five right, kids. With five this kids. Time. <laughs> not knowing how am I going to feed them? How am I going to pay rent? Um, and so he ended up going back onto the job search. Um, and again, (laughs) no phone calls, no no interviews. Um, and then finally something ends up coming through. Um, but they don't want to pay him nearly as much as my stepdad is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think it speaks to the grace of this, that I go back to a job that I worked before working for the church. 
And I think it speaks to the grace of just knowing that your work ethic matters, how hard you work matters. Um, and so I think that spoke to a lot of, you know, being, being at this previous job before they knew what to expect. Um, I left on good terms. Um, it was, what was crazy is when I, when I, when I resigned from the job the first time, my boss came out and told me that we don't even want to, we don't even want to offer you any more money because I feel like God wants you to take this job when I went to go work for the church. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, God's good. Um, and wow, so, yeah. so, so to be able to be back at this job, um, working with friends, um, people I've worked with before, um, enjoy working with, um, has really been a blessing and it's really been, it's been amazing. Not only that, but the, the construction company I was working for shut down. And, and so it was wow. like, yeah, if he was still thing. there was, right now, yeah. there, he would be out of work. I, I yeah. be working. <laughs> like, yeah. And so there's like these little parts where you yeah. feel like, okay, God is here. Um, yeah. But yeah. we definitely question that. <laughs> For um, sure. And then I think what felt was also like when you step down from ministry, you we felt like God had put a mirror in front of us and yeah. was like, all right, now that you don't have the chaos of ministry, mm-hmm. deal with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. deal with your heart, <laughs> deal with the things that you were not willing to yeah. face while being pastors, <laughs> and that was tough. Wow. <laughs> so not only are we now financially struggling, now we're trying to heal with yeah. a bunch of crap, and it was hard. I know. Oh, I still is hard. Still is hard, but <laughs> it's, it's be- we're definitely in a better place. Yeah. I know for myself, um, I was getting to a place where I was like, we made it. Well, I know both of us. We were like, we made a mistake. It yeah. was not time mm. to jump. We yeah. messed up. We yeah. shouldn't have jumped. Like, is there any way we can go back? Like, yeah. why did we jump? Are mm-hmm. we going to church? Like, just all these questions. And then I know for myself, I was getting to the point, like, God, are you even there? Mm-hmm. Like, do you even hear me? And then while I'm trying to heal, it feels like God was completely silent. I don't know why he's always silent in those times where in chaos is taking your life over. And so not being able to hear him, I started to be like, God, are you even real? Like, who, who am I blindly following? Like, yeah. what is what is this thing that I... It's called being a Hebrew. That, that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> like, essentially, like, essentially, you just described the 40 years after they left yes. Egypt. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's it. What do we do? Why did we that's leave? It. Life was yeah, better back it. there. Did you yeah. just lose out here to kill you? Are you even that's there? Like a golden uh, calf. Like, where's that funny pillar of fire? Mindsets. Our, yes. mind, our minds and our lives that we still do the same thing. Our friends, one of our friends kept bringing that up. She's like, you sound like you're in the wilderness. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like that's fine. I want to go, I want to go back to Egypt. I was like, I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's the old youth pastor fire. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, so it what? was, it was hard. And then we're, we're working through that. And then we get hit with a big bomb from one of our children that we did one of the quiet ones. And we didn't know yeah. that that was going on behind the scenes. Um, mm-hmm. And as a parent, we got hit with some really hard things, yeah. um, especially as pastors. Um, and then it really took us to the point, like, do we even want to do this? Yeah. Do we even yeah. want to plan looking how messy everything got while in ministry? Yeah. Um, yeah that was, um, <laughs> That was a tough one. That was a that was a big wake up call, mm-hmm. um, especially. But but one thing, and I think that's one thing where, you know, this pandemic, the quarantine, has really, really been a blessing um, in this way of just right. being able to connect and right. uh, really listen 
to the Holy Spirit on how to handle situations that we encounter. Um, because when I handle something, I automatically, obviously, I go out of my flesh. I'm like, bro, I am, I'm about to get, it's about to get real. Um, and I thought he was yeah. going to do that. So I had found yeah. out first. Yeah. And I was hysterical. Yeah. Would you guys, do you guys mind sharing what it is or to the extent you feel comfortable? Yep, you don't have to if you don't want to, but if just to let you know, you can if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, um, I, I'm at work and I get this text message and she's like, I'm crying. I'm, I'm, I'm having this issue. You know, there's not. Um, and uh, she had sat down with our daughter. Um, and I guess you should probably give, tell them because you sat down there and talked to her. Um, no, so um, I just, even in ministry, um, I just kept having this feeling. I kept, I knew that God kept telling me to check something, that something mm-hmm. was off. But, you know, just ministry gets busy, and I have other kids that are my daughters that I'm trying to mentor, and I just, and I kept ignoring that check. You better um, come on and preach in this. <laughs> I just, I kept right. ignoring it. And mm-hmm. I think one of the other big reasons why I kept ignoring it is, Youth ministry has honestly made me struggle with raising my own teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're a youth leader, you want to be cool. Like, you want these kids to think you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be corny. I don't want them to hate me. And yeah. so when raising my own teenagers, I went through this struggle of trying to be their cool youth leader and not their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I stepped down and then that check was, the guy was like, I'm still checking you. Like, you, there's something, something's not right and you need to look into it. Um, and so I finally did, I, uh, snooped through her phone and I found some like inappropriate sites on, yeah. I don't, it's just, I don't even know what it was. It was just inappropriate. Yeah. And I screenshotted it and I sent it to Charlie and I was like, I don't know what this is. And then he was like, well, you need to question her. And so we sat down, um, we questioned her. Um, we found out that she was really struggling with her identity, mm-hmm. um, we didn't we didn't realize how big the pandemic of yeah. of uh pronouns is yeah. like i hear about it on tv i see right. jokes didn't realize how much it influences the kids in yeah. the school mm-hmm. um until it was my own child yeah. um when she's over here telling me what she identifies with mm-hmm. i had no clue she's mm-hmm. always been quiet she yeah. always shows up to youth group she's been in church yeah um she listens to us preach. She comes to summer camp. I figured she was fine. <laughs> like, yeah. They're good. Right? right. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think that's so good because I think that speaks to what you guys were talking about earlier too, is like we get so used to just checking the boxes on the surface stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. as long as, as long as they're attending school and their grades are good and they're playing sports, they're not getting into fights and they, you know, they're doing their chores at home and, right. Like the, and the checklist changes, but it's basically the same. We do the same thing in ministry. Yeah. Like as long as this person is showing up and tithing and volunteering in a ministry, and I'm not getting any frantic phone calls about their marriage falling apart, I don't <laughs> need to check on them. I don't yeah. need to actually get to know what's going on in their life and find right. out because everyone is struggling with something. Mm-hmm. And yeah. most of the time we're doing it alone and quiet and in the dark. And yeah. that's not the way we're supposed to do it on any level. Right. And, and I, and I definitely agree with you guys. That I think this is forcing from the top down pastors, parents all the way to realize, yeah. wow, I didn't really know. I don't really know much about the people I'm supposed to be leading right. and shepherding right. and caring about and loving. Right. First, cause right. that's our, fir- that's our first church. 
is yeah, our spouses and, 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 and our homes. And um, I really appreciate you guys. And I, I've said this when you guys were uh, at, at the river um, as youth pastors, our kids, my kids, my wife and I, uh, our kids never wanted to be anywhere on Wednesday night, but at youth while you guys were um, youth pastors. Uh, so you did, you did do what you just said. You were invested in, in, in the, um, in, in the youth there. You did care about them. Our kids felt it. Um, but it's difficult doing that and being mom and dad at the same time. And so um, you're finding this out and I'm sure people want to hear like, what are the steps you both took to deal with uh, and continue to deal with that process of, of getting to know your kids and let, and letting them, cause that's hard. You're pastors. Yeah. You're pastors. <laughs> Yeah. You hear this from your child yep. and you're like, okay, so what do I do? I'm a pastor. Like I'm not supposed to have yeah, these problems. Like, nope. I'm not planning a church. Nope. Right. 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 I had this fear. I think I had this fear of what are they going to think of us? Yeah. Um, especially the church we left. If mm-hmm. What what would they think of us? Would yeah. they think we left? We were hiding this. Like right. I just had this fear. Of what are people going to think? And mm-hmm. I think we had to get to a place where I don't care what they yeah. think. Yeah. It's my child. It's my problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what your two cents are if they're not helping build us. Yeah. Um, and so, man, dealing with that, it's it's been a process. Yeah. Um, what's really actually helped us is um, her change of environments. Mm. A lot of what was influencing that, because y'all, I went through the phone. Like, I read <laughs> yeah, yeah. all five million text messages, everything, I went through everything. And I realized that what was influencing this was these other kids who right. didn't know the community as well, right. who were just as lost. Literally yeah. every single person in her contacts, they identified as, as gay or as bi or as, yeah. pansexual not one of them knew who yeah. they actually really were as I was mm-hmm. reading and I was realizing that this this is what was influencing her this, yeah. this was the environment that she was in and once this hit that environment got taken from her forcefully pretty much yeah <laughs> she was forced to be here with us um and it wasn't it was it was still hard in the beginning um mm-hmm. yeah. still found other things there were still lies yeah. There was still lots of hard nights of sitting on the couch and trying to talk and, and lots of tears. Um, yeah. And I think on our part, realizing that we can't, we can't pray and read our word just to have a word for somebody. We Come have on. to read our word for ourselves. Yeah. Like yeah. got to be equipped. Yeah. This house needs to be filled with something other than, yeah. than yeah. TV and Netflix. Yeah. Um, and so once she came into this environment where things begin to change for us and we are starting to make ourselves healthy, make our home healthy, spend more time with the kids. Yeah. Um, in all, and honestly, you know, it's funny because I was actually just telling your wife this this morning, Tommy. Um, I feel like <laughs> this whole COVID-19 pandemic, as sad as it is for everybody outside, it's mm-hmm. brought my daughter back. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, she was loud, yeah. funny, had to be like center of attention, yeah. loved to perform for everybody. Yeah. And then 
once our other daughter got hit with uh, type 1 diabetes and she she needed more care from us and lots of hospital visits, mm-hmm. um, our oldest kind of just faded into the background. Right, and right. That's where we kind of left her because she was mm-hmm. quiet. She wasn't right. bad. Like you guys said, she got the good grades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she- wasn't in trouble, wasn't getting in fights, like, mm-hmm. stuff yeah. Yeah. Boys, yeah. boys, like, yeah. and so we're like, cool, we don't really got, right. no, we don't got to worry about that. Right. Um, we thought we had the good one. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of that, uh, it's kind of, have you guys seen, you guys seen that movie Wonder? Uh-uh. Oh yeah, with book? the kid, with the kid yeah, with, that's, um, that's, it's kind of a scenario there, the kid, yeah, he's got all these medical issues and his yeah. sister just kind of fades in the background because, mm-hmm. The parents' entire lives circle around the medical around him. of the son. Yeah, but then she's got stuff going on too, you know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. and I don't. We didn't. I don't. We didn't just. We didn't realize that, and we kind of let it slide. And then it got to the part point where everybody started calling her antisocial. That's like the name yeah. that even we would call her that. Like, oh, it's our daughter. She's antisocial and she's weird. And, and then one day, I felt like God checked me, and He was like, "Why are you speaking that on your daughter? Like, mm-hmm. that's who she is. You know who she is. Yeah. That's." Not- I created her to be this is not her this is not her personality and so finally i was like okay no like i'm, I'm gonna start praying for her like this isn't who she is i know who yeah. she is and honestly like yeah. with that change of environment we she's laughing she's yeah. being goofy yeah. she's wanting to spend time with us um yeah. it was even to the point where she didn't want us touching her yeah. like mm. you get close to her she didn't like it and yeah she's, she's letting us yeah. be close to her she's sitting on the couch next to us. Um, And so I think the biggest thing that helped us was just the change of environment. Um, What do you, what would you say to, um, and I feel like we just jumped directly into the deep end, which I love, but (laughs) um, what, what would you say to other pastors out there who are, and we've asked this question of of other folks that um, other guests on the podcast, that are just now meeting their family again for the first time uh, that might believe the lie that I must be a bad parent because you guys aren't bad parents. Um, but what would you say to them that are believing that I must be a bad parent? I don't even know who my kids are or who my wife is. Like, how do they come back from that? I would say keep praying, mm-hmm. handle, handle, Handle your kids with grace. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing for me was to not snap on my daughter. Yeah. Um, because in your head, you're like, she, this isn't her. Like, this yeah. isn't my kid, right? And, and although, yeah, she's my, my daughter's doing great now. She's She seems like she's really coming around. My daughter still lies. She's still, she, like, she's a kid. And she's for sure. And so, uh, and so to understand that we're called to disciple our children. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not discipling your children, a good place to start is sitting down with them, spending time with them. Yeah. Because one thing I realized, Tommy and Jesse, is when we're sitting here and we're talking with them, there is literally, there's no emotion when we're sitting down talking with her. There's no, there's just really this BS mm-hmm. um, kind of answers that we're getting, almost like it's just, it's going in one ear and out the other. Right. And so you could imagine the frustration, the irritation. It's like, well, we're we're only sitting down with her now because there's a problem now. Right. Like in her head, wow, it's like, wow. Why, why, why wow. should I even give you a, and, and so, want to hear us out. yeah. Wow. And yeah. so for me, it was like, dang, like I can't sit up here and 
and think that just because I'm taking time because there's a problem now, mm-hmm. that he's going to open up and everything's going to go back. Yeah. Yeah. That's and huge. What's funny is, like, you know that as youth pastors, <laughs> but you don't expect that with your own children because they live with you. They're with crazy. you all. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it's like, you think, you see me, you see us doing this. Well, how come you are doing it? <laughs> right. 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 I think you, I would... I would tell them that you're not alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy, I think for us, he tried to creep in and he tried to tell us to isolate and to mm-hmm. be silent. Um, don't tell your accountability. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell your partners um, because no one else is dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And feel this sense of, of loneliness of I'm alone in this issue. Um, and so if yeah. someone is dealing with this, if you're dealing with your kids um, that are struggling with identity, mm-hmm. whatever it is, you're not alone. Yeah. Um, there's so many of us and this world is, it's corrupted yeah. and yeah. the more they're in it, the more it's the environment that's, that they're around. Um, and so we're all, we're all struggling this together. There's no manual. Like you know, <laughs> when you have these babies, I'll hand you a manual, yeah. like yeah. a how to, and not only that, like parents, that first one is yeah. the, that first, that poor first child is always yeah. trial and error. <laughs> Yo, you ain't like not like, oh. by, the, by the last child you're like i think i figured it out yeah <laughs> a little I bit helped, I, think, uh, I think what helped took pressure off me was i my kids are going to do what they want like mm-hmm. when they go there, they're going to believe what they want yeah they're going to talk how they want they're going to act how they want yeah all i can do is guide them and lead them the way god's called me to lead them and huge at it I'm not going to be the best at it, but I'm going to try. And at the end of the day, and that's exactly what I told my dog. I said, you're going to, you're going to be what you want. I can't watch you all the time. I'm Mm -hmm. not around. Um, My job is to give you a, a a biblical worldview to where you see things through the gospels, the way Jesus would look and see things. That's my job is to be Jesus for you. And so at the end of the day, and I told her, I said, at the end of the day, you can take this or not. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. were actually just talking yesterday. We were like, cause there's this, there's this fear raising up in us about sending her back to school next year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so we were talking yesterday, we just kind of sat in the car and I was like, but what's the plan? Like, um, do we home? Cause we can't, we can't homeschool. We are both working yeah. parents. We have yeah. five kids yeah. and one of us working is not an option. Any um, of y'all speak Spanish? Y'all speak another language? <laughs> 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 it has to be both of us working and yeah. so school wasn't an option and then yeah. we we're like well what about like private christian mm-hmm. school but yeah we really went to, we really went we were, yeah, snap. We were all, of the, all of it wow. uh, all girls school with uniforms i think even if you go that route kids are going to be kids they're they going to get into want to get into and sometimes some of the worst kids come from them private christian school yes <laughs> yes <laughs> believe, believe yeah we had some young people who went to some christian schools and yep. the stuff they used to tell me they're like oh yeah they're like christian private school is, is even worse because the kids aren't they're fake about everything oh my god they're doing exactly the same stuff the public school is doing but yeah. they didn't know how to lie about it yep. right, right. <laughs> they can do it better we had to, yeah. we just had to come to the conclusion that we have to trust God. Yeah, trust God. As so scary as it is, in this season that she's stuck with us, we have to impart, impart, That's impart, it. impart, yeah. plant, plant, impart, and plant. And yeah. we just have to pour out yeah. and then hope that we just 
we'll trust God to take yep. the rest. That's it. Yeah. We have to go back to that school, that those seeds that we planted, that all that impartation, that, all yeah. that prayer, all that time where she was stuck yeah. in this yeah. environment, that something took hold. Yeah. 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 That yeah. is so let me humongous. Let me ask you guys this to slide into a slightly different topic, but taking all of this that we've talked about and you guys have shared into account, how has how is all of these experiences reshaping what this church plant looks like in your minds and in your mm. Oh my gosh, it's mm. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, if I could be a hundred percent honest, um, Jesse, I haven't honestly, I haven't given much thought to the church plant. To be honest, in the last probably month, um, just because yeah. uh, me as a person, I I have a a very addictive personality. I am I've always been somebody who struggled with discipline, um, being having self control. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that has been like, like before I do anything, I want to make sure that, that I have accountability, that I have guards set up to where I can keep, uh, keep myself accountable, um, right. and have others keep me accountable as well. Um, and, and so for me, it's like, you know, the church plan, it'll happen. Like we'll plan it. We believe God's called us to it. But at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to lead out of a place of brokenness, um, where it's just like, or lead out of a dysfunction, um, right. where it's just like, I didn't get a handle on this or right. I didn't get a handle on this area or have somebody right. who, who will do more than just tell me what I want to hear, but tell right. me, Hey, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to, you need to handle your issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of been really where my focus has been. I think it's really come from us going through the season of with our daughter and really saying, you know what? I need, I need to deal with something in me. I need to deal with some things that I'm struggling with, not I'm dealing with. Yeah. Um, and so kind of, kind of understanding that and really pursuing that because there's going to be people that, that plant churches and, and that's great, but if they don't handle their issues and handle the problems um, before the, the problems handle them, yeah. um, that church won't survive too long. And so uh, for yeah. me, it's just kind of been, Everything. I'm continuing preaching the gospel. So, um. Yeah, I think too. Um, it's when church church planning is such a big like epidemic right now. Um, Thank you. And I don't think it's so much for the saving of souls because it looks really cool. Um, and it's hold on, it honestly, hold on. What what did you just say? What you just say? <laughs> God's over there like, I thought you were going to build the church I wanted. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like 100% true. We've actually been reading a church planning book that the organization we're working with recommended. That's the yeah. first thing. They said, read this book first, yep. and if you still want to plant after this, come talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the things he mentions in the book, actually. He talks about how a lot of people leave because they want to do it their way. Um, and so I think with getting, with everything that we went through after stepping down, with getting hit with everything that we did, I think what it's done for us is it made us even more realize how much people in general matter. Um, not just people in numbers, but people actually, I think even yesterday, it was so fun. I, I had this thought in my head yesterday and I was like, if this never turns, turns into an actual church but it becomes a community center, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. I'll be completely fine with that. I don't, I think we got to the point where it's like, I don't need the pulpit. I don't need the mic to be Jesus. I just want to be Jesus. When I go into yeah. the store, I just want to be Jesus to the cashier. Like when I, when I'm 
talking to my kids, I just want to be Jesus. And so if it never turns into a worship service with a preaching, 30 minute preaching and then fellowship after, if it never turns into that and it's just community center where we get out, we give out groceries and we help the single moms and we help the homeless and we help the addicted. If that's all it ever turns out to be, I've come to a point where that's, that's good enough for me. That's, yeah. I think we just got into a point where that's actually what matters more to us yeah. than the actual yeah. church and it being a building and yeah, just let's, more, it's let's start with That's let's start hard. with we get healthy and then we start living as biblical disciples of Christ. Like, how about we just start yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. Like, what yeah. if what if we all like every every believer, every church, every church planner, like, let's just let's start there and see where it goes. Because there's tons of churches out yeah. there, right? It's like the world oh, doesn't yes. necessarily need another church. What the world needs is people who are living as disciples of Christ wow. from a healthy and biblical standpoint, right? Right. The truth. Not only that, there's so much easier things you can do than start a church. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot more easier things you can do. Drug dealing, drug dealing. Yeah, you know, you can like, let's see, you could join the Marines. You can, like, there's a whole lot more easier things you can do. <sighs> yeah, I'm so yeah. No, that's that's so true, so true. Um, no, God's been, God's been, man, He's been so good, so good. Um, yeah, doing things that you never, you never would think. Are a big deal um, until until he shows up and does them. Until he gives you the change that you didn't realize. It's been it's been crazy. Yeah. Um, especially in the season, you know. Uh, not only that, but when you come from a church where you know something, you, you go, you learn every week, and, and you're filled with all these all these all these truths, all these thoughts from 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 the pastor, um, and you get out in, in in the world and you realize, man, like. It must be easy to be able to preach something, um, but then to go home and, and live it out in the world and see, man, yeah. like it's not not as easy as it is preached. <laughs> and yeah, so, right. uh, and and not only that, but just kind of healing from you know there were things where we learned, uh, you know, the, the pulpit drives the church, the preaching drives the church, regardless of yeah, uh, you know, and so learning that week after week, there's some things that you got to unlearn. Uh, things that you have to unlearn. And, and so there's been instances where that, where it's just like, I need to study things for myself a little deeper, maybe hear some thoughts on, from, from some other people on, on, on matters, on issues, and, and really get some, some understanding. And, and so that's been, I think that's been kind of the thing too, man, is just learning how there are some things we learned in church that, you know, maybe weren't, maybe weren't true. Um, yeah. And because we believed it and, and placed faith in something that, that, that wasn't true or, or, and no, no disrespect to the, to the pastor, but just maybe he didn't have as much clarity or, or, or maybe I don't know what it is, but just learning how to unlearn that, um, and really gain wisdom and truth. Um, you know, that's been, that's been huge. That's been big yeah. for us, for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We were, uh, Jen and I, we li- listened to the podcast, This American Life. And uh, yeah. they were doing an episode talking about um, couples. And um, the first episode mm-hmm. was was this uh, uh, couples therapist. 
And um, one of the things she was talking about was like how, and this is probably across the board. I think this is true of like ministry. I think this is true of, of marriages, true of like, as you guys said, like uh, as parents, they don't, what this like giant worldwide timeout is doing is it's magnifying things. Yeah. Things that they used to be able to hide and float under the surface of our busyness are like yeah. dead front and center and we have to deal with them. And so she was saying like in her counseling of couples, she's not really seeing like couples who had terrible marriages have good marriages what she's seen is whatever was there is now being magnified couples who are healthy are having an amazing time right now couples who are struggling it's all falling apart like and but one of the things that she said that really hit me was she said she's like in the history the history of modern civilization um we've never had a time out like this like yeah. As individuals and as a society and as a global society, we have been on an accelerator for the last 200 years, ever since the Industrial yeah. Revolution. It's just been go, 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 go. We've never just sat down. Nothing has ever stopped things on a global scale like this. And she's like, we have no idea the full ramifications of what this is doing in people's lives, how this is shifting the way we view things, the way we value things, the way we see ourselves and our loved ones and society as a, as a large and the role of the church and the role of government. And it's all being shaken and shifted right now. And we have no idea how that's going to play out. We have no idea how those dominoes are going to lay out after this. But what I do know is like God is using this to shift and shake some things for sure. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that was, I think, it really is showing, um, it's really showed me how uh, empty our souls can be when we are depending so much on things like Netflix and watching TV or, or being on our phones 24-7 or going to the store. And try, like, it's, it, it really is, it, it really is soul-shrinking when you put your faith and your trust in things uh, material things and things that you think like, yeah, they're fun, but we take them to a place of, of worship more than anything else where we're trying to yeah. worship them. And we're trying to, and so that's, man, like, I think that's, that's a big thing that is really, I think like you have all these people in the, uh, talking about how, you know, they're depressed because they're inside all the time and this and that, and it's, or, or they're just bored or whatever it is. And it's just like, we really need, we need people yeah. and we need God. Um, that we need God. We have to rely on him. He has to be the one to refresh our souls. He has to be the one that is continually, we are continually getting filled up by. Um, I, I'm, you know, we're human. I, I go through seasons where I'm like, man, like I'm, I'm watching too much TV or I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on my laptop too much. I'm, I'm doing whatever, whatever it is. And, yeah. and it's just, you begin to feel like, man, like this is it. Like this is not making me happy that's not filling me with joy and and so i think in this season man it's really been um an eye-opener especially for me where it's just like i need i need god to continually fill me up i need god to continually refresh me um i can't i can't go to my my wife and, and kids to refresh me i can't i, I need god to refresh me yeah. So yeah. Yeah. The def yeah, definitely. I think I, I think so many pastors and churches right now too. I mean, what they're like, well, at least you said it, like God put a big fat mirror in front of you guys. And mm -hmm. it's like, I think so many people are having to deal when we've been cut off from so much of our normal Christian rhythm, like 
am I, am I a church professional or am I disciple oh. Christ? Yeah. Like what, what is my source? What is, what is, what is really my source of my faith and my belief in God? Has it been all of these activities and services and Bible studies and small groups, or is it mm-hmm. God? Is it the mm-hmm. Holy spirit who's been leading, who's been leading and making decisions for my life? Has it been the teaching of my pastor or the Holy spirit living inside of me? Like it's, it's wow. just, yeah. When, when other things are removed, then we have to, we really have to face, um, face the question like, where have we really been finding, like you said, Charlie, where have we been finding our, our relaxation? Where have we been finding our refreshing? Where, what has been our source? What have we been trusting and relying in? Has yeah. it been our paycheck or has it been God? Has it been, you know, and it's just like, those are not easy questions to face. And yet in this season, like we don't have any choice not to. Mm-hmm. We can't run away. We can't run away from from a quarantine or a lockdown as much as so many people are trying right now. Right. I love the what Pope Francis uh, was quoted as right. having said. Um, a member Pope said, "Francis quote." Yeah, he said, um, "Right. If you not can't, Pope Andy Stanley, not Andy Stanley, <laughs> Francis, Pope Francis." He said, "If you can't, if you can't get to the." Um, to the church to make your confessions. If you can't see your priest, he said, um, why not go to God? Yeah. Pope Francis said that, but I love it. we have, <laughs> I mean, we've convinced people to what in the world? <laughs> Charlie's on his phone now. <laughs> um, we've conditioned people to rely on on us, pastors have conditioned people to rely on them instead of instead of hey go go to God. We're we're just helping you to have a better understanding of Him, to so you can rely on Him, not a better understanding of us, so that you can rely on us. Um, yeah. And I I I hope that this, uh, like you like to say, Jesse, this global timeout is helping um, spiritual leaders all over the world reevaluate that fact and um and understand hey they don't need me as much as i thought they did yeah you know what i'm saying so um what i have a question you guys what do you think about it's probably a you've been talking about uh so far but if there was no money ever involved uh if there was no building ever involved um would you still feel the call to um to spread the gospel yeah so we actually we did mention this earlier we said um that if it never turned into an actual church if it never turns into the pulpit and the worship service and the fellowship after if it, if it never turns into that and it's strictly a community center we'll be yeah we'll be happy with it we'll be like, yeah for us um yeah. that's i think we just we just got to a place where community matters more than yeah. and mm. having an amazing worship set um having a really cool sermon series like those things are, are important there's importance to them but for us it became more about community the people yeah being jesus to the people and not needing to be sucked yeah. into what church is supposed to look like. And I think that was one of the big things when we 
felt like God was calling us to step out and to plant, the thing that we just kept hearing over and over again was do it differently. Do it differently. Wow. What that looks like, we don't even know what that fully means right now. But mm-hmm. I, my heart that it's not going to look like what we think it's going to look like. Um, yeah. If it ends up being the community center that feeds the people and clothes them and just is Jesus to them, let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you guys? This, this is this is what the church tends to do from generation to generation, and when there's a call to shift and change. So do we do 20 minutes of worship instead of 15 minutes of right, worship? Right. Should we do the announcements at the end of service? Like, should we have donuts and coffee in the foyer? Right. Like, right. like these, these right. just like, that's not really right. a change. That's like a tweak. And right. I think when God, mm-hmm. God got something on this scale and he says, look, I'm trying to get you guys to understand. I want to do a different, a new thing. Yeah. He's really, he's really looking at a complete redefinition. Right. It's not a method change. It's a mindset change. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what Francis Chan is, is, you know, doing right now with the home churches. So flipping, he's flipping our current church model on its head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, that's, that's, that's a a real shift. That's a real change. I love what Charlie Lucia, you guys are talking about. Like if it only is ever just a community of believers, like loving their community and being Christ in every opportunity that they have. No. It doesn't need to be anything That's other dope. than that. You guys, you guys have a Speaking of community, you guys have a podcast called community house. Yes. Um, yes. Thank so, you, Tommy. Cause I forgot. I um, asked them. What, how that came about? Feel totally <laughs> free to rep your own podcast. You know? Absolutely. How did, how did that come about? Like, what what was it that you guys were like? We have to we have to do a podcast. Here's how here's how it comes about. First off, I have to explain how our marriage works. <laughs> I, I get I get these really spiritual God given ideas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I turn to him, and he he's like, "That's dumb." <laughs> <laughs> you ain't hear no God. What you talking about? <laughs> and so I was like, you know. Like, I was like, let's, let's do a podcast. Like, um, Charlie and I, you already know, Tommy, Charlie and I are, we both love to preach. Uh, um, yeah. I'm not the silent wife <laughs> by any means. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, That's up. why we do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I am, I'm not the silent wife. We both like, you both like to preach. You both like to teach um, and lead. And yeah. In this time that we first we kind of took a couple months to just you know be silent. <laughs> we even got off social media for a little bit. Like let's just let's keep them yet. <laughs> right, right. Which um, is funny when you do that when you step down from something big and then you disappear. It drives people nuts. <laughs> yeah. And also, it also helps get new phone numbers and you don't give anybody your phone number. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Or, up talking about how can I pray for you? They didn't want to pray for us. They just want to know what, where did you guys go? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. But um, no, we we took those, we took that time, and then after that, we just like there was no outlet. Yeah. There was no outlet to kind of just to do what we love to do, which is to preach and to teach and to just share what God puts on our hearts. And so then I was like, why don't we? Mm-hmm. Try- and then Charlie was like, "That sounds ridiculous." 
And then, I don't know, what, when was it? It was like a week later. He's like, I think we should start a podcast. And I was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was his idea. It was his idea now. It was, oh, that's okay. His idea. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. We should do yep. it. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, I had a, like, I had a dream. The, the Lord spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly kind of just, right. it started for us to have something to do with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we do enjoy it. We like being able to sit and talk with each other and be goofy and funny. And then from that, it started to evolve into more like, Oh, there's actually topics that we can touch on and people will listen. And it's really, it's really just, it, it's conversations that yeah, we already right. have with each other. Right. Right. <laughs> just with the microphone there now. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where this podcast came from. Tommy and me right. kept having these great theological and like church culture conversations while he was cutting my hair. And after right. a little while, I was like, I was like, this is dumb, dude. We need to be recording this. People should, like this would be valuable to people. Let's do it. We're like, there but, might actually be some fans out there. We might have some fans. <laughs> I think Someone might the, like us. I think the only bad idea for a podcast is uh toilet thoughts you know people <laughs> people think a lot in the bathroom that's probably a bad place to put a microphone yeah. <laughs> that's up there with those what what was that one where it was like um it was like faded thoughts or high thoughts and it was oh, like no. random things that like people think of when only when they're high yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh the philosophical musings oh of a person God. sitting on the toilet. Like, yeah, I'll it. bet you somebody's doing that, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right. Especially on Washington. Like, look, guys, how many episodes? Like, look, guys, our, our, our podcast range from five minutes to 25 minutes, depending on what's going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> depending on the party last night. Yeah. If there was tacos or... <laughs> So how how many episodes are you guys in right now? Six. Uh, six. Yeah. Yes. Six episodes. Very nice. We did with Confessions of a Youth Pastor, which was yeah. really good. We yeah. got to talk to Pastor DJ from New Life. Um, which is good. Now, I listened to that. Listened to that one yesterday. Yeah. And then we're going to go into May Mental Health Month. Um, yeah. Another topic that does not get touched on enough by church. Um, mm -hmm. Yes. Um people coming on to share their testimonies. Um, I think we're going to kick it off with ourselves talking yeah. about our own mental health and where we struggled in that journey. Yeah. Um, and then we have a pastor coming on talking about his journey of mental health. Yeah. Um, and then I think we have a actual doctor we'll be interviewing because yeah. we need someone who knows what they're yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we got, we got some nice. good stuff. Today, so I'm yeah. excited. That's awesome. Like, from us just having fun to like, there's actual topics that we need to touch on. Yeah. Like, especially we want to be church planters. Like, this yeah. is stuff that needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is yeah. there any? Is there any topic that you feel like spiritual leaders should avoid? Avoid um, politics. <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to, here's the thing. You may not agree with leadership within political realms, but don't, don't down right, right, right. That's always my big thing. Uh, not only that, but you have a congregation right. of people who don't always believe the same. 
And, and so your yeah. job is not to push your beliefs on, on, on political views on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always kind of something I'm like, yeah, I always kind of fringe when people do that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think, yeah, probably that. Um, I don't know. I, think well, I, that, I, can, I can tell you right now, Charlie, don't be reading my Facebook post. So. <laughs> oh, I already do. I already do. Grandma. Although I, I try, I try to hold back from going too far in it, but. No, no, and and I was gonna say I don't I like that's funny. your own personal life. That's one thing, but when you're yeah. on a platform on a pulpit, that's oh, like yeah. Which I yeah. Well, if your church is a five hundred one c three, technically that's illegal anyway. You have it. No, you don't know. Now you know. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. you know. And I think that's a spiritual leader pastors is the congregation struggles to separate the pastor's like actual life from yeah. his pulpit like yeah. yes he has stuff that he believes yeah, and right. that he might say on his facebook i mean we even <laughs> faced this when we were pastors at the river like charlie when it came to like social injustice and stuff if yeah. he voiced his opinion yeah. oh lord <laughs> and i'm like his life like Facebook, that's right. <laughs> We're not preaching right. your pulpit. We're not telling you what to believe right. when it comes to what president. But when it comes to our life separate from that, yeah, we got our yeah. opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? And I don't know if Jesse and I um, ever spoke about this uh, before, but what do you think um, a say spiritual leader? Um, because we we did do a, a podcast on the fivefold ministry and how even uh, people who are who have who have the title as pastor that might not be their gifting they might be something else so I'll just for lack of a better term just say spiritual leader um, what should a spiritual leader look like like should it be when I look at your Facebook I don't see you having fun <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying no fun zero way. fun sir. Right, right. And only listen to worship music. Yeah. Only. Only. Um, right. Yeah. I... Only memory verses on your Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this, this is the challenge, too, is like social media, while it's personal, it's also public. Absolutely. So, like, I have to have conversations with, like, some of our youth leaders, like, with their political posts. Like, you, you got to be careful. Like, one of, one of our leaders tends to be very sarcastic, and I'm like, the the problem with the written word is that sarcasm may not be obvious, especially if they don't know you that well. <laughs> and so that post you just posted can mean something completely different than what you intended it to mean. And right. because you're a leader or, or, you know, like don't be posting pictures of yourself doing some of your <laughs> social activities with alcohol in your hand and like, we don't see you in the club. Yeah. So it's right. the whole biblical standard of like, you may have personal convictions, but keep those to yourself. Right. Lest you be right. absolutely a you know, stumbling block to, right. to your brother and sister. And so that's a hard line to, to, to walk sometimes as, as pastors and leaders, partially because we don't always have an outlet. Like we're like, I don't right. want to have to be pastor Jesse all the time. I want to be normal, mm-hmm. regular dude, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I think about like I think about like Paul, like young Paul, not old Paul, young Paul. I think yeah. a lot of people wouldn't want to follow him today. <laughs> I think about like some of the things he would right. say to people. I'm like, 
I don't think I don't think our the churches today would like. I don't think they'd invite him to their church. You wouldn't be a guest speaker. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think you would. Uh, I told Tommy, I told Tommy, I was like, I know sometimes the, the what I preach on and what we talk about on the podcast, I'm like, I know I'm losing the opportunity to preach to people's church. Oh, heck yeah. I'm like, I cannot invite that. Guy. <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah. Paul even like, said, Paul like, even said, you don't for... want me to come out there. Paul, in several letters, Paul said, you don't want me to come out there. Right. He said in First Corinthians, I think it was uh, chapter four, he said, you, I can come with a rod or I can come right. with a It's up to y'all. Right. <laughs> he, did, he wasn't, he wasn't, and, and, and so like, I feel like what, exactly what you said, Jesse, we have to remember that there is a higher standard, but when people put, when people start to make us, or put us on a higher pedestal than we really are on. Um, I think that's what I'm really getting at. Like, should they be putting us on a pedestal and should we be accepting of the pedestal when we're just as human as they are? It, it depends on how you define the pedestal, right? Because Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Right. So he didn't have a problem putting himself in a particular position to say, right. I'm, I'm in the forefront, you know, follow me as I, but it's all about your mindset. Do, do you yeah. become prideful and boastful about that? Do you, do you get an ego about it? Do you think you're better than people? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you forget that you are the, you know, Paul, Paul balanced all of that with I'm the chief sinner. Like yeah. he had, he had the understanding that he, he was no better than anyone else except for what God had called him to do, which yeah. was to be at the forefront of the church yeah. during his generation. So that's always the trick. That's the fine line we have to walk as leaders is not to let it go to our head and, and remember in, in everything that we're, that we're servants. But um, I actually, I got to jump off here pretty soon because I got a Bible study at seven. Um, and I was going to ask you guys one more question, but we don't really have time and the audio has been a little janky the last 20 minutes, but I want to get it. But Tommy, what I'm thinking is, and I don't know if this will be the next one, but sometime soon I would love to get Alicia. I'd love to get you and, and, um, there's there's a, a lady in our church um, and get the perspective of the Christian parent who's having to be their teacher, their kid's teacher right now. I'd love to have that okay. conversation and talk about how that how that's going. And <laughs> so, uh, so I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll, we'll try to plan that and, and figure that one out. That sounds so. So where can people follow you guys if they want to find out more about Charlie and Alicia? And the podcast? Yes. So we have a, the podcast has an Instagram page called the Community House Podcast. Um, and then, of course, we just have our personal. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, and then the podcast is on Podbean. Yeah. So the Community House.com slash Podbean. Yeah. Nope. I always mess it up. The Community. <laughs> Something like that. Slash Podbean. <laughs> Type them all in. What if it pops up? You got it right. <laughs> and you can call the from community Podbean, house. You can get it on community house. Yeah. Is it just community, community house or Don't the community? Okay. Just community house. Weird pops up. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we named the podcast originally. I didn't even think to check, and then when we were setting it all up, I checked, and I was like, "Oh shoot, there's there's a uh, what was it? What did we originally we had another call name?" It? I can't remember what it was. And it was like, oh, dude, there's already, I didn't even think about checking Me this either. podcast with this name already. So then we had to tweak the name. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> 
man it i really appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your hearts and um i know a lot of people will be encouraged um by hearing you guys story and the fact that you're still on this journey um and making it through the quarantine um because it's not just yeah we're you know we're waiting until quarantine is over you guys are actually uh, are, are are making it through um you're and i love what you said alicia it is literally just about trusting god we just have to trust god um yep. so i really appreciate you guys uh coming on for sure yeah jess you got yeah. any any last words you want something you want to say oh no just that hey listen you can be out there and you guys can wear matching glasses and and still look good even if one of them is not oh alive. my god don't tell my wife i said that <laughs> and uh and you know and hey like yeah you can be going through all those struggles and all those challenges i mean goodness trying to, you guys had so much thrown on your plate and yet you guys are still you know still love each other can laugh together can do life and ministry and parenting together so um for absolutely those of you who may be struggling with seeing any hope at the end of the tunnel during this you can do it you can make it absolutely hey, and if, if people have questions um they have comments about the faith chair they have topics they want us to cover where can they go faithchairpodcast at gmail.com or on our facebook page with with is just the faith chair uh look us up you can message us there comment there send us an email um, if you have topic suggestions, ideas, things that you're dealing with, you'd like us to dig into a verse you don't understand, hate mail, whatever it might be. <laughs> hate mail. <laughs> Still uh, uh, haven't gotten we want, it. We want it all. Here. We want it all. We want it all. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we just appreciate everybody listening. And uh, we hope that, that God is uh, leading you, showing you some stuff and teaching you some stuff doing all this. Absolutely. You guys, we love y'all. Have a blessed night, and we will see y'all later. All right, y'all. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Join us next time. Yes, please join us next time as Jesse and I continue to ask and answer questions that arise at the intersection of faith and culture. But until then, we'll see you next time on The, the Faith Chair. Chair.